Heritage did a report not too long ago where they identified the phone numbers of the cell phones at one border patrol station over one short period of time, and then uh, spanned out to see where they went in the United States, and they found them in 434 out of 435 congressional districts. So there's no part of America that is unaffected by this. As the federal and state governments under President Joe Biden and Texas Governor Greg Abbott fail to stem the flow of hundreds of thousands of illegal aliens across America's southern border, citizens north of the border towns are also suffering the consequences of an open border. Under the current immigration system, illegal aliens who are caught by Border Patrol are often processed, given court dates, and released into the country. The other category of illegal aliens, those with criminal backgrounds who try to avoid capture by U.S. law enforcement, do their best to move undetected through American cities far north of the border. I'm Wade Miller, Marine and Executive Director of Citizens for Renewing America, and this is Episode 4 of Exposed, Border Invasion. Cartels have expanded to all 50 states, battling for control of the nation coast to coast. I'm here to let you know that the invasion is real. 14,000 new migrants per day may soon surge over the southern border. They're not afraid of the Mexican government. They're not afraid of the U.S. government, for sure. Governor Abbott, we're asking you to step up. Former Valverde County Judge Laura Allen said that the people crossing her property, which sits just off the Rio Grande River, are heading north deeper into the United States. What we try to tell people that, that visit our property is, you know, because we are the very front line, we are actually the place where they come out of the water. Nobody wants to stay here. So you don't have to worry that, you know, they're gonna be hanging around causing you trouble because they're looking to get out of here. They're looking for the railroad tracks, they're looking for the highway, they wanna be gone. As of March, 2023, Border Patrol had already encountered more than 1 million illegal aliens during the federal fiscal year, and we're only five months into the measuring period. Although some illegal aliens are processed and released by federal law enforcement, others, including Mexican drug cartel members with previous criminal records or deportations, slip through the cracks and make their way north. Goliad County Sheriff Roy Boyd warned U.S. citizens that as cartels look for more business opportunities, they'll keep moving into cities and states previously considered safe from cartel activity, like Georgia and Montana. Their presence is so overwhelming within our communities, and most people don't realize it. They own businesses to launder money. They own businesses to move slaves. They own businesses to move drugs. Uh, they have contacts. and and operatives in all of the little towns all throughout South Texas, stretching all the way, even all the way out like Atlanta and all the major cities within the United States, the cartel has a permanent presence in any city of any size in the United States at this point in time. Good morning to you, Adrian. And I'm sure it's a surprise to you all that here we are in Billings, Montana, over a thousand miles away from the U.S.-Mexico border. 
putting together an investigative report on the Mexican cartels here in the United States. But here's the reality, Adrian. Law enforcement says the cartels are here in the state of Montana. Pre-dawn raid team scooped up 250 cartel operatives, all said to be connected to the new generation cartel known as the CJNG in Mexico. The operation managed from this Drug Enforcement Administration Command Center in Virginia. Teams deployed nationwide to execute 100 search warrants and make arrests, including 50 in the Chicago area. Considered a major narco hub for the CJNG cartel. Because the totality of the cartel presence within the United States is so phenomenally widespread. They're in every town of any size in the United States. The cartel already has a presence. And when you get down where we're at, they're in all of the towns, even the smallest communities. However, cartel operatives are not the only people coming across the border that pose a threat to American citizens. The gotaways smuggled into the country by cartel operatives present another element of danger to the American people. In the North Texas town of Cisco, Police Chief Kenneth Preston explains a recent incident in the town. On January 24th of this year, 2023, about eight o'clock in the morning, my department and officers received a call of a prowler in the yard of a local residence. And when we arrived, or on the way there, uh, our dispatch center had notified us that the uh, prowler had actually made entry into a, a home. The occupant of the home was a, a widow lady, elderly, uh, living by herself, and uh, seemed uh, to be in a little bit of fear of what was fixing to happen to her. Officers surrounded the house and managed to capture the suspect who was arrested for burglary. They soon learned that his Texas driver's license was fake and this man was an illegal alien. It causes us great concern that we've got an unchecked person. Uh, he not only is not a citizen of the United States, but he possessed fake ID to lead us to believe he was a member of the United States. And the intent to commit criminal activity was, uh, was, was very apparent. We have no way of keeping track of these individuals. There was no good going to come from his presence in our community 400 miles or more from the border of the United States. As federal law enforcement under the Biden administration fails to adhere to immigration law, trust is eroding in local partnerships. You know, shortly after we had this individual, Mr. Augustine Lerma Martinez, arrested and put in our Eastland County Jail, we received a call from Immigration's Custom Enforcement officers. And their offer was basically, if you want this guy out of town, just drop the charges on him, we'll come get him and he'll be out of your hair. Um, I politely refuse that offer because I don't trust the government to hold this individual accountable for even being here illegally, much less burglarizing and, and terrorizing uh, one of my widow ladies in town. Just don't trust them to do that. So that offer was declined politely. For some American families, the country's open border has led to life-changing tragedy. When Francisco Cuellar took in a Honduran boy who told Border Patrol he was 17, he couldn't have known what would happen next. Yeri Noel Medina Ulloa has been charged with the murder of Cuellar after being discovered walking around a lake covered in blood. The trail of blood led to Cuellar's body in his living room, with home security cameras showing him stabbing the victim numerous times and repeatedly hitting him with a chair. Florida police discovered Ulloa, who was actually 24, had duped 
border authorities in Texas several months earlier by claiming he was a teenager named Raynell Alexander Hernandez. Cuellar's daughter said it was likely her father was doing a favor for someone by taking in Ulloa. My dad was really compassionate like that. He would help someone who needed it. However, U.S. Rep. Chip Roy of Texas says there's nothing compassionate about what's happening because of the border. There's nothing Christian about open borders where little girls are in the sex trafficking trade, someone in a stash house right now as we speak, uh, and we've got 72,000 dead Americans from fentanyl pouring into our communities, including four in Hayes County ISD where I live. That's the state of our border. Sabina Durden lost her only son, Dominic, to a car crash when an illegal alien driving drunk hit Dominic head on. For Sabina, the border crisis is personal. She legally immigrated to the U.S. from Germany and became a citizen in 1993, doing everything by the books. But Dominic's killer, who had already racked up two DUIs and a charge of felony armed robbery, was allowed to freely roam the United States and only charged with a misdemeanor for Dominic's death. He only spent 35 days in jail before being released. It took another two years before the U.S. government deported him back to Guatemala. Me being a legal immigrant, I got outraged because I stood in line. I came through the front door. I proved myself to be worthy to become an American. And this guy is here illegally, driving, unregistered, no license, killing an American. And then the judge gives him a deal? After suffering such a tragic loss, Sabina started speaking out about illegal immigration and said she wants people to feel safe in their own country. It has to do with the safety of every American in this country, and, and we deserve for our children to grow up. I have my son's ashes. I don't have grandchildren. He didn't walk me down the aisle when I got married. My family ended with him being killed. And I don't want another family to ever have to experience this. That's why I fight the way I do, so they never have to. In every state of the Union, in every suburban community in the Union, there is a child, there's a 20-year-old, a 30-year-old, who has died from fentanyl poisoning. Every suburban mom, every suburban dad, everybody in this country in all 50 states are being touched right now by our lawless, wide-open border. Plano, Texas. 16-year-old Sienna Vaughn, a junior in high school, took a pill from a friend believing it was a prescription painkiller that could help her relax. But when her mother went to check on her, she found her pale and her friend gurgling in pain on the bed. Medics rushed the girls to the hospital. Her friend survived, but Sienna was pronounced dead from fentanyl poisoning. They didn't know what they had. They didn't know it was fentanyl. Sienna's mother, Stephanie Vaughn. You've got a young boy or girl in their high school, maybe they're in college, and they take Xanax or Adderall or something from a friend. They don't know that friend ordered it on the internet because it popped up on TikTok. You got all these folks and they do that, and all of a sudden they take this pill and they think they're doing it just to chill out or get you know a little sharpness of focus, and boom, they're dead. Dead, gone. Why? Because it only takes fentanyl that fits on the tip of a pencil to kill you. Fentanyl is the leading cause of death for adults ages 18 to 45. It is also infiltrating high schools and even playgrounds as accidental fentanyl deaths continue to rise. This is pervasive. 
And it's a direct consequence of wide open borders. The consequences are far reaching from drugs to crime to death. Cochise County, Arizona, 2010. 58-year-old Robert Krentz and his dog are gunned down on Krentz's ranch. Krentz often helped illegal aliens crossing his property by bringing them water and helping them if they were injured. Police suspect Krentz's killer may have been a cartel drug scout trying to find new smuggling routes. I think Rob came to help this guy the moment he put that telephone to his ear. He was shot. It happened to me. They don't want you to call Border Patrol. Local rancher Richard Humphreys. San Francisco, California, 2015. Mexican citizen Jose Inez Garcia Zarate in the U.S. illegally shot and killed 32-year-old Katie Steinle on a crowded pier. Zarate had been deported five times and was set to be sent back to Mexico for a sixth time before he shot Steinle. Aberdeen, Maryland, 2022. 20-year-old Kayla Hamilton was strangled to death in her bedroom by an MS-13 gang member who crossed into the U.S. illegally. The 17-year-old illegal alien arrested for Hamilton's murder entered the country as an unaccompanied minor in March 2022 and was allowed to stay in the country. Everyone should know how he got here, all the people involved that led up to her death. I think they all should be responsible. She was just a happy little girl that wanted to live life, and it was taken. She wasn't doing anything. Hamilton's mother, Tammy Nobles. As our federal and state governments allow cartels to control the border and illegal aliens with potentially violent backgrounds to roam the United States with no fear of deportation or legal consequences, American citizens are being put in dangerous and deadly situations. But is there a way to stop the flood and secure America's southern border? Or have we passed the point of no return? Find out in the last episode of Exposed, Border Invasion. Governor Abbott, thank you very much for coming on. So just a very clear question. Why two years ago not say, I'm the governor of Texas. They're messing with Texas. I have a military force I command. It's called the National Guard. We're going to block the border and save the country. Why didn't you do that? Why aren't you doing that now? The Exposed Podcast is a production of Texas Scorecard. Texas Scorecard is the leading news source for government and culture. Go to texasscorecard.com today. This episode was written by Katie Marshall and Sydney Henry, hosted by Wade Miller, with audio engineering by Drew Cook, and edited and produced by Sam Hopper.